2: Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News, and we're going to continue uh, driving forward in the fastest sixty minutes of radio. And uh, I am so stoked to have our next guest on Rick Raddatz. Uh, Rick is a serial entrepreneur. Uh, he and I uh, met years ago. I can't even remember what we were doing. It was some uh, entrepreneurial adventure. Uh, but Rick has, has spent some uh, some time really thinking through, studying, doing all the research, uh, and has a new book out called The Path to Political Harmony. Uh, and I love the subtitle, Our Political Future is Better Than You Think. Uh, Rick, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you, boy. Glad to be here.
2: So, uh, in a day where a lot of people are buying into the narrative that we're just too divided, which we reject on this program, by the way, uh, we know we're not nearly as divided as we think we are. Uh, but tell us the, the premise of your work. I know you've spent over a decade, uh, really studying and thinking this thing through as only you can do, uh, give us a little framework in terms of where did it start? What did you learn along the way?
1: Well, yes. Yeah, so a 14 year long journey. The, um, the basic idea is that um, uh, there are things that we can agree on. We can agree that two plus two equals four. There's no doubt. And the reason why is because logic demands it. Well, it turns out logic demands a lot of things. And so what I've discovered or what I've come to believe is that the path to political harmony is to focus on those things that we don't have a choice about the the, the laws of economics, the mm. universal laws that govern every aspect of society. If we can come together on those laws, those universal laws, that's how we can make progress with our political divide.
2: Uh, I love that. So give us uh, give us an example of that. What are what's one of those uh, principles that is in that space where we just have to agree, and we can use that to help us march forward?
1: Well, uh, let's start with the idea that. There are five different types of action that a society has to worry about. We have to worry about private action, like going to the store. We have to worry about public action, like the public funding of social programs that can be wasted. We have to worry about political action. We have to worry about foreign action, like the threat of invasion. We have to worry about governing action, how we govern all this action. And all five types of action can do harm, but they can also do good. And it turns out it's really simple. You ready? (laughs) If you minimize the harm, you maximize the good. That's the logic of economics. If we minimize the harm, we maximize the good. So that's the universal law that we all have to learn, is that the purpose of government is to minimize harm. And by by minimizing harm, we, we maximize all that is good. But the thing we've been missing, right, left, and center, is that there are five types of harm, and we want to minimize all five.
2: Yeah. So so let's go let's go through those real quick in terms of that five kinds of harm because I, I think a lot of people look at Washington DC in particular uh and say, Okay, there's a whole lot of harm going on there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How do we minimize it?
1: Well, uh we're already doing a pretty good job with private action. Some people would disagree, but I mean we for the most part, most, most towns, most cities, we are policing private action. That minimizes harm, gives people economic freedom, and then that gives us prosperity. So uh, at least compared to history and compared to some other countries around the world, we're we're doing a pretty good job there. Sure. And then there's also public harm, meaning, you know, we, the people as a a people, as a public, we fund trillions of dollars nationally for uh, government programs, social programs every year. Right. And if that money is wasted, well, that's the type of harm. Uh, if we're going to tax ourselves, let's at least prioritize that spending so that ideas have to compete more, more transparently than they do. That's what we're not doing. Yeah. We're not prioritizing the social spending. We're just declaring it. Right. And by, if we were to start prioritizing, um, Oregon does its Medicaid, so it, it is possible. But if we were to prioritize all these social programs, we'd, we'd be creating a more fierce competition among them, and that's what would allow them to improve. Um, and that's what would help people who need help most. That is the proper pursuit of social justice, oh,
0: to
1: use, uh, the yeah. parlance of our times.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I love that uh, that whole concept of when we, we actually lay down all of the, the usual rhetoric, and, and we actually are forced to have the ideas compete in the marketplace of ideas, as you said, uh, we always get better results, less harm, and, and more good.
1: Well, exactly. We have centuries of evidence that, Competition works in the private economy. Well, it turns out competition would work in the public spending economy if only we you know, went to that. <laughs> but in order to go there, we have to stop declaring entitlement promises, even though they're popular, uh, and we have to start prioritizing the budget so that ideas compete. That's how we constantly improve social spending.
2: Yeah, at, uh, and that is why I I maintain that the the first way to make that happen would be to you know get the members of Congress uh, in their respective chambers and then lock the doors uh, for for eight hours a day uh, and and have them actually have to put a bill on the floor debate it go back and forth entertain amendments let those arguments be made and then take votes Uh, because that would all be transparent and the the ideas actually would have to compete in front of the american people rather than what we see now which is a lot of fake fights and false choices a lot of people giving speeches to empty chambers uh, and then we come out with this uh, thing behind closed doors and say oh it's all or nothing because we got a crisis on our hands how do we get past that
1: well, the, the, the politicians are going to be the last people on board. The politicians act like leaders. They pretend to be leaders, and sometimes we even believe them. But that's not really the case. Uh, the incentives in our political system, thank goodness, um, incentivize politicians and therefore our representatives to believe whatever we the people believe. If we the people are divided, our politicians are going to be divided. If we the people are ignorant, our politicians are going to play games. The the path to political harmony is for we the people to educate ourselves about the laws of economics and how those laws apply to all aspects of society, so we can put all human action to ever better use and solve all the big problems that we're fighting about. Yeah, Um, but we've got it's, it's all about education.
2: Yes, absolutely. And if you're just joining us, we've got Rick Raddatz on the line. Uh, his book, The Path to Political Harmony, Our Political Future is Better Than You Think. Uh, it is a great read. And uh, Rick, I, I love the fact that uh, that you mentioned the fact that our, our politicians rarely lead. Uh, it's, it's really – and it's been that way since the beginning. Uh, it's the community. It's the culture that lead. And the politicians ultimately follow. Uh, And whether that's the Declaration of Independence coming 15 months after the Revolutionary War started or, uh, you know, Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier in 1947 and then Congress taking 17 more years before any kind of civil rights legislation. Uh, What you're saying is the education starting in our homes and communities is really the the ultimate path to political harmony.
1: Yeah, well, I guess the first step is we have to discover the truth. Mm. And, and that, that's what this book is all about, the, you know, my personal 14-year-long journey to understanding what I now believe is the truth about you know, how to govern society. And it's slightly different than the right, left, and center currently believe, because you know, the right is really strong on the logic of economics. But the left is really strong on the desire for social justice. Well, it turns out the two things are related, and we don't understand that right now. That's what we have to make progress on.
2: Yeah, and that those things and, are actually uh, compatible principles. Those are not uh, polar opposites. There's no false well, choice there, right?
1: Well, well uh, think, think of it this way. Social justice as a goal is perfectly fine. It's just helping people who need help most. Nothing wrong with that goal. It's the approach that causes conflict. Right. If the political left is going to push ideas that violate the laws of economics, that's not helping the poor people. Right. When the when the private economy is burdened, the rich people can afford it. It's the poor people who suffer.
2: That's right.
1: So so in the mother of all political ironies, the first step to authentic social justice is a free market economy. Mm. Fascinating. And that's going to be hard for some people on the left to, to wrap their minds around, but but we can make progress on that. Yeah. And it's going to be hard for some people on the political right yeah. because they've fought against social justice as a concept
2: even. Yeah.
1: Um, so we all have something to learn, but we but in the end, we we end up at political harmony.
2: Yeah. Love it. Again, the book is The Path to Political Harmony. Rick Raddatz. Uh, Rick, we will have you back to f- continue this conversation. I know you also have a great children's book. We'll talk about that next time as well. Uh, appreciate you joining us on Insight Sources here today.
1: Thank you, Boyd. I, I appreciate it.
2: All right. Again, that's Rick Raddatz uh, joining us. And and so many things that we have to suspend our current uh, bias. We have to suspend our current way of thinking and, and be willing to have the kind of courageous vulnerability to step into a conversation uh, and actually listen and let the ideas compete on their own merits. All right. Stay with us. When we come back, Jenny Taylor is going to join us. New Monument to Gold Star Families. You don't want to miss it on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back.